you got to let go of yesterday by stop looking in your rearview mirror and being fearful of what you need to do today. The path to success is paved with fear, doubt, anxiety and failure. For some people, it's just too much. Others have the grit and determination to overcome. These are their stories. Welcome to the When It Worked podcast. I am your host, Julian Leahy. Hello, everyone. You're with Julian Leahy. Welcome to the When It Worked podcast. My next guest has been on the international lecture circuit for 32 years. He has authored 19 books and he mentors people, up to 10 people a year. He's the founder of the Richard Flint Learning Center and he does a lot of group retreats for people each year. Welcome to the show, Richard Flint. Hey, Julian. Thank you. I am so excited about being here with you. Wonderful. I'm excited to have you on. Now, tell us what you do with these retreats and training workshops that you run. Well, what I've what I've done in the past, uh, Julian, is I've done a large conference every year. Uh, it was called Star Maker. And what I've realized is that uh, the effect that I want to have today with people because of all of the uncertainty and the fear and everything that seems to be gripping our world today was to take it down to smaller groups where we can really get into the information uh, that I think people need today. So our small group retreats are limited to 15 people. And our next one coming up is in October. In fact, we filled it so fast we added a second one. And what this one is about, it's called A Day at the Zoo. And uh, Julian, it's a comparative study of 18 animals and their personalities to people you have to work with each day. My belief is there are no difficult people. There are only different personalities. Difficult happens when we don't slow down and invest the time and the energy to get to know the personality. Every person is two things. They're a person, what you see, and they're a personality, which you experience. Very true. And who are the types of kind of ideal people that attend your training sessions? Well, uh, this one is uh, a lot of business owners and uh, managers within businesses that are being sent to it, to the conference, uh, because it's all about gaining the insights that you need to be able to work more efficiently and more effectively with the people by understanding their personality. You can't lead a person that you don't understand. Uh, and the understanding comes from understanding their personality traits. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and, and you've been doing this for a long time. Can you tell us what sort of led up to your interest in, do you call yourself a coach? Uh, no, I'm not a coach, Julian, I'm a mentor. Uh, and to me, there's a psychological difference between the two. A coach is someone who walks into a human's life at one level. And as a mentor, what I do is I come into a human life and I deal with all four rooms of their life, their business, their family, their social, and their personal. And what my role is, is to be able to help them find the balance they need in order to have less stress, greater calmness, and clarity. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and um, are they are they people that 
are new to creating their own business or are they uh, people that are established in their business and they, they need some guidance? Can you give us some info about that? Yeah, uh, Julian, it's, it's both. It's people that have been in business for a long time, but the business has worn on them. And uh, as the business wears on them mentally, it increases their emotions. And as it increases their emotions and their creativity is lessened, they get stuck and they're not certain what to do. And my role at that point is to help them understand what is it that you were doing that you're not doing anymore? And what is, what is missing in your passion? What is missing in your commitment to the business? And then I take on people who are brand new in business who really do not understand what it is to be a leader within business. And Julian, the thing right now that I'm seeing is that the, the purpose of being a leader today is being reinvented. And what was is not something that we can continue today. There has to be uh, a, a change in the attitude and a desire to recreate whom you need to be in order to uh, be the leader in a business today. Interesting. Can you tell us some, some of the differences in attitudes that used to be prevalent or used to be important and now, you know, some of the shifted attitudes that need to, you know, that you need to be aware of in, in sort of today's world of business? Well, the biggest one, Julian, is people's uh, lack of positive response to change that they need to make. Uh, the number one fear that people have with change is that it takes them out of their comfortable routine. And so many people, they build something and then when they feel it's okay, they just let it go in the, into a world of sameness and they don't challenge it. And so when the world of business reinvents itself, which is what it's doing today, and all of a sudden the word change becomes an important part of who they are and what they're doing, they don't know how to deal with it. Uh, and so what happens, rather than change creating a process of improvement, change creates a reaction that is fueled by fear. And what we have to do is get people out of the fear mentality and back into looking for what, how the change can create the improvement and the redesign that they need today. Yeah, and it's, it's almost like the longer you leave this to go, uh, the harder it is to correct on your own. And um, I can see that you would need somebody to get involved and just give you that fresh pair of eyes. Yeah, and this is why I came up with my whole concept uh, of in today's world to accept change. You've, you've got to understand uh, the process of change and you've got to understand the three A's that will make change move you toward improvement rather than hold you a hostage to yesterday. And what are those three A's, Richard? Well, uh, let me put this out here first and then uh, I'll answer that. There is a process to investing change, investing in change as improvement. 
And the three-step process of change is, first of all, you got to have an ending. And that is, you got to let go of yesterday by stop looking in your rearview mirror and being fearful of what you need to do today. And then an ending says, this has taken me this far, but now I need to adapt, which is the first of the A's. I've got to adapt to this new business world that I'm living in. Because if I can't adapt, I become my own enemy. And then the second process in change is that you got to have a regrouping time. I've got to stop. I've got to look. I've got to listen. And then I got to bring the second A in. I've got to be willing to adjust. And what I find in talking to business leaders, Julian, it is much easier for them to adapt than it is to adjust. Because adapting is the thought process. It's the thought process that you have to go through in order to know what direction is next. And then once I understand that, I got to be willing to make the adjustments. I have to stop. I have to take a deep breath. I've got to let go of where I've been, learning from it, but also understanding this new business environment is creating a new direction. So at that point, I've got to be willing to make the adjustments that are necessary. And then, you know, we have to, we have the ending, we have the regrouping, and then in change, we have beginning anew. And that's where the third A comes in. I have to be willing to align myself around the adaptations that I know I need to make. I've got to bring in the adjustments, which is actually taking the actions. And then I got to have the alignment where what I'm doing is I'm creating. I, I am creating the next dimension. And, and to do that, I have to be willing to then step forward. And sometimes it's not comfortable. Sometimes it's like stepping into the unknown. And the unknown creates uncertainty, which paralyzes people. So I've got to have an ending where I know I need to adapt. I've got to make the adjustments, which are then implementing the actions that keep me moving forward. And then I've got to align. I've got to create this new agenda about where my business needs to go and how I'm going to get it there. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. Richard, are you able to give us a case study example of somebody that put these into practice and 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 what they did, you know, for, for each of the levels, like you know, uh, adapt and um, and so on, and what they put into place to give themselves a new direction? Julian, there was a company that I, I worked with where they brought me in because they had been very very successful. But this new business arena that we're living in today, which is an arena that is filled with uh, uncertainty, because what they had been doing all of a sudden wasn't taking them forward. It was trapping them. So they understood they needed to adapt. So they sat down with their leadership team. The, all of us sat down together. And we talked about where has your business been? What has changed in the model that you've been using? And what do we need to do now in order to adapt to this new business environment? 
And, and then once we were able to figure out where we needed to adapt, then we had to make the adjustments. And in so many ways, Julian, this is where uh, the resistance comes. Because in there, we had a certain percentage of the leadership, the management team, that understood and said, yes, we need to make these adjustments. But yet we had another group that were trapped in the world of sameness. They were so fearful of the unknown that they thought the best thing was to do was just sit there and ride it out. That it's going to come back to the way it was. And yet all of us knew that this new business arena that we're in is not going to come back to the way that it used to be. So we had to emotionally walk through why these people were resisting. And a big part of it was they had become so comfortable in what they were doing, they had stopped learning. And they had just got stuck and stuck in doing what they had done the way they always did it. And now what we were asking them to do was to let go of what they knew and challenge what they need to know. And in the process of doing that, we lost two people because they just refused. Because, Julian, one of the things that I know that my presence has to be within, within people's lives as a single mentor or a company is that all, all companies need three things. They need a common purpose. You know, what are we doing here? Why are we why are we doing this? And then once the purpose is established, they've got to have uh, they've got to have a sense of a common agenda. That how are we going to do this? What is each of our parts? And now moving forward, how does our role change? Is there now a this new direction? Is it demanding a relook? at who we are, whom we have, and how do we step forward? And then there has to be the common commitment because if everybody's not committed to the purpose and the agenda, it's not gonna go anywhere. It's just gonna sink into confusion and it's gonna sink into an internal battle. So once we had all of this in place, the company was able to look at itself and say, you know what? There is a place for us in this business market, but we've got to be willing to understand yesterday is a reference library, not a room to live in. And we've got to stop looking at our business through a rear view mirror and look through the windshield and be willing to adapt, to adjust and align ourselves around what they need to do. And once they did that, then they were back in sync with being a profitable business. Right, so two people left the company and then they, the company continue on this path of change. And do you did you have any um, results that you can speak of? I mean, how did it end up going, you know, one year, two years down the track for this company? Well, we've been a year and a half into it now. And what we've seen is that with this new adjustment, they're approaching their customers different. And... Here's one of the changes that I, that we had to make. It, you, Julian, it used to be in the world of business that this was the philosophy. Customer was first, product was second, and profit was third. And then as companies began to grow, they became their own worst enemy 
because they switch to this. Profit is first, product is second, and customer is third. So what we had to do, we had to re reverse that. So how do we get back to the customer being our focus? How do we get back to making our product something of value to the customer? Because I believe that profit is the result of quality people doing a quality job of customer care. You care for the customer because the number one thing that a human life wants to know is that they matter. So when that customer feels important, they feel valued, they feel listened to. Because when profit is first, we disconnect from the customer. But when the customer is first, when the people are first, there is a connection that we can build off of. So what we've done is we've reinvented the company back to people, product, and profit. And that's, that one redesign opened up their door back to some of the customers who felt disconnected from them. Understood. And um, one challenge I'm thinking of is uh, how do you sort of create a lasting result and, and stopping the company from reverting back to the old ways of doing things? That's a great question, Julian, because what happens with a lot of companies, once they get back and they start being profitable, they their focus goes to the bottom line. And that's the role of top leadership in a company is they've got to understand that business is about people doing business with people. And this is one of the challenges that we face today with um, people doing business over the web, over the internet, is that that is, a, that is a disconnect. I mean, call companies today and try to talk to a human. You get the runaround. And when a customer is frustrated, it limits how they view that company, how they respect that company, and whether they feel valuable or not. Because if I have a question and I can't get to a human, I mean, you, you get these automated voices that say that, you know, I'm, I'm an automated voice, but I can, I'm programmed to handle questions, so ask me. So you ask them a question and you get a response, but you can't get beyond that with a lot of companies. Uh, I mean, Amazon is a great illustration. Try to talk to a human at Amazon. <laughs> Impossible. It, yeah, it's customer. Rather than it being customer connection, it's customer disconnect. And that's why we have to get back to people, product, profit. Yeah, absolutely. And um, tell us a bit about what you got coming up in October, Richard. Uh, October. We have uh, two of our zoo retreats, uh, and these are limited to 15 people. We're, we're going to deal uh, with the different personalities. And when people leave the retreat, they will have a clear picture of the difference between person and personality. That person is what you see, and personality is what you have to work with. So we'll take each of the personalities. And then what we're going to do is we're going to break those characteristics down of the animals. And they're all factual because I've worked with every one of these animals. And then we're going to take their characteristics and we're going to talk about what leadership has to do in order to develop that personality. 
And then I'm going to give them a technique. And I'm also then going to show them how each of these personalities are connected to other personalities in the zoo. Because if you're going to build a partnership, you got to tie people around that common purpose, common commitment, common agenda, and common commitment. And then um, our next one after that one is going to be a couples retreat. If you turn me loose and say, Richard, you can work with any group you want. I want to work with couples. Uh, my background is in counseling. I used to work on a church staff uh, as, the, as the head of the counseling division. And what I find today is the stress on couples today is becoming unreal. It's becoming overwhelming because their relationships are out of sync. For, for a couple to have balance in their life, they got to get the rooms of their life in order. And the right order is the relationship with yourself is first. That's the personal room. The relationship with your family is second because that's where you get your support. Then you have the business room where most people identify themselves, And then you have the social room. And that's another room that's missing today. People don't know how to play. They're so overwhelmed. They're so stressed with everything in their life. They don't know how to laugh anymore. They don't know how to have fun anymore. And then yep. I'm going to do two next year, uh, one on uh, becoming the exceptional leader, where we're going to take apart what it means today to be exceptional, because it's no longer enough to be good. It's not enough to be good anymore. Your commitment has got to be exceptional, but we've lost the meaning of that word. And then the last one I'm going to do next year, uh, at least that's my plan right now, is overcoming uh, your procrastination habit. Procrastination is the second largest self-limiting behavior that people have in their life. So we're going to look at why do we procrastinate? What is procrastination? And then I'm going to give a process to be able to control the procrastination habit in your life. Okay. And um, are, are these all in the Palm Beach area in Florida? We move them around. Like our, our couples retreat will be here. Our two zoo retreats are going to be in Williamsburg, Virginia. And then we haven't picked the location yet uh, for the other two. I have some places in mind, uh, but we haven't picked the locations yet. Okay. And the, the one in Virginia, that one is for business leaders, and that one's coming up in October. That's the zoo retreat. And um, how, how do people get more information about that, Richard? If they'll go to my website, richardflint.com, uh, the information about all of these is on there. It's on my website. Or they can reach out to me, Richard, at richardflint.com, and I can direct them. Because we also have a tremendous amount of resources, Julian. I mean, I've written 19 books. Uh, the, the number one seller that I have is a book entitled Behavior Never Lies, which is about that the essence of truth is not what people say, it's what they do. And how do you get to the balance between word and behavior? And then the second one is entitled The Truth About Stress, which is the most honest and realistic look up at stress that anyone has ever been through. And then my book, I Need a Life. Uh, it's the difference. It's all about uh, learning how to take control of your life. Most people don't control their life. It controls them by the fact they give their life to other people to control and my, all of this is on my website, richardflint.com. And I hope people will go and just look at it.
You know, I love your company, uh, your countries, Julian, because you're in Australia, correct? Yes, that's right. What part? I'm in the, on the west coast, Perth. Okay, I've been I've made four speaking tours uh, in Australia. Uh, wow! And I, I love it. I love the people. Uh, and hopefully, when everything is back to normal, I have uh, been asked about maybe coming back. But I know that that will probably not be until. 2022 second the third or fourth quarter or maybe 2023 before uh y'all get back uh to feeling comfortable yeah i think we'll love to have you and i think you'll get a lot of compliments about your shirts that you wear richard lots of uh, <laughs> lovely colorful loud shirts very suited well, to australia yeah julian i am known for two things i'm known for my shirts and my shoes and my shirts are all originals uh when i do presentations uh a lot of times people will give me material for shirts and I have a shirt maker here in the Palm Beaches who makes all my shirts for me. So every one of them is one of a kind. If I showed up in a suit, no one would know me. But yeah. I am a believer in color. I believe that color creates energy. And what I want is I want three things for people that I'm involved in at whatever level of their life. And I want them to be better. I want them to be smarter. And I want them to be stronger in their life. One more thing, Julian. We do on Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Uh, here in the U.S. Uh, every Friday morning, we do a Q&A time. And it's a, it's a free thing that people call in. We have a question for the week. And then I do a little commentary. And then we open the mics. And everybody gets the share. Uh, and if people just go to uh, richardflint.com, uh, Again, they can they can come to and be a part of this. And then every month we also do a webinar uh, that's on Saturdays, uh, Saturday one Saturday in the month at ten at ten a.m. And our next webinar is coming up in September. And our theme is achieving balance in your life. And again, all of this is on the website. And I would hope that maybe some of your listeners would check this out. Uh, because yeah. I'm all about bringing calmness and clarity and strength to a human life. Yeah, that sounds great, Richard. Yeah, so I'll put Richard's website on uh, the blog post. I'm going to make a blog post about this episode at whenitwork.com, and you'll be able to find Richard's details, his social media as well. Uh, his website, once again, is richardflint.com. And uh, those Friday calls sound very good. How do people, they just got to call a Palm Beach number to access them or are they on Zoom? Uh, Julian is done to, through Zoom. Oh, easy. So no matter where you are, you can tune in and yeah. uh, get on those. Yeah, we have people from uh, virtually all over the world that join us on, on Friday mornings. And again, it's, it's free. There's no charge for that. But listening to people share like our question for this coming Friday is, uh, what's been your greatest achievement in August? Because most people, they, they don't stop to feel the successes that they've had. So what has been your greatest success in August, the greatest achievement? And why do you feel that was something that was an achievement? That's great, Richard. And then you can sort of set yourself up for the next month and i really strongly recommend if you can find a group like richard's where you get to touch base regularly and there's a community of support is so much value uh, you will get from that and it's something that's free and you know if you are stuck and you're just not sure what to do uh 
plug yourself in to Richard's workshop. So I'm going to check it out. And um, I always find these things to be be so valuable. And Richard's got a, a ton of uh, great knowledge for you. So I strongly recommend you guys go and check that out and uh, and join up with Richard's community. Well, we would be glad to have him. We'd be glad to have him, Julian. And we would be glad to be able to become a part of the growth journey in their life. That's great, Richard. Thanks for coming on. Uh, a lot of great information there. And, um, you know, I could just tell straight away, I really like what you're doing and you've been a great guest. And uh, thanks for coming on. Thank you, Julian, for letting me share with your people. No problem at all. And thanks to everyone listening. Uh, we're going to wrap it up. I'll see you next time on another episode.